It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COB is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. The COB is brought to you by Capstream, the global absolute return fixed income specialist. It is the 4th of June. It's really good to be with you here. Um, Scotty, how was the day? Another update. Surprisingly enough, seems to be a regular occurrence nowadays, but uh, that makes a pretty good day in anyone's language. Yeah, it does. And there was some interesting stock moves. Qantas was one of those by the end of the session that was up by more than 8% in keeping with the theme of this economy gradually opening up and the planes, you know, once again taking to the skies, perhaps earlier than some had expected, at least domestically. Exactly. I must say, though, I live near the airport now in Sydney and uh, I thought that I saw more planes starting to go and move and more commercial aircraft, I should say. So I'm not surprised to go and see the news that they're considering opening up. But obviously, we still have a lot of state borders closed. But even the scary of good news is enough to go and prompt a lot of buying today. And Corner shareholders are obviously uh, now celebrating this afternoon. Okay, and um, as far as the overall market went, we've got to mention that the ASX 200 pushed through that 6,000 level. It wasn't uh, to be by the end of the session. However, just again speaking to, you know, really the, the risk on environment that we continue to talk about each and every day. Exactly right. Now, equity risk premiums, so the difference between not what the premium for no, premium desired for stocks over long bonds uh, here in Australia is getting crushed at the moment. And that generally happens when there's perceived to be very little risk. As far as I'm aware, like obviously there are some things that are looking pretty good, but there's still a plethora of risks out there, not just health oriented ones. Certainly not. Uh, one of the, I guess, themes that we continue to chew over on Ausbiz is this um, really debate that has arisen around negative rates. And uh, that's part and parcel because we saw the chief economist of Westpac, Bill Evans, come out with a note the other day questioning the need, uh, saying perhaps the negative rates are needed in the Australian economy. It was interesting, though, because we spoke with Justin Smirk from Westpac today, and he said, look, that's exactly what Mr. Evans had hoped to inspire. Not saying that we need negative rates, but that we need a debate about what they would do. Look, I don't dismiss that at all. I I read it. I'll have to go and read it again. But uh, I obviously people who go and receive this uh, newsletter and listen to the podcast know that uh, my views on on negative interest rates are that we should not be going down that path. But uh, look, it's good to have the debate. And uh, just because the Reserve Bank of Australia says, look, it's uh, highly unlikely to go down that path doesn't mean we shouldn't be discussing it. And I freely agree with Westpac and, and Justin about that mindset. We uh, interesting to see what happens though, because everywhere around the world, uh, we're seeing central banks getting more inventive, more and more are going to this negative rates path. And uh, as Justin mentioned today, like, no, there'll be a big risk if the Federal Reserve goes, then the RBA would probably like to have to go as well. Out of necessity. Just to go and prevent the Aussie dollar from soaring and like. So, uh, we're a very small piece of what is a very large global jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, um, if you'd like to listen to that interview with uh, Justin Smirk, you can access that via the show notes. We also spoke with Vimal Gore from Pendle about negative rates as well, and it was his view 
that you know the RBA will be forced to go into negative territory because it's his view that the uh, that the U.S. Fed will go negative. So that uh, interview will be up on the website osbiz.com.au uh, if you'd like to take a look at that. And then we spoke with Roger Montgomery today, and uh, it was really a conversation about the bulls versus the bears. Scotty, are you clear about? Uh, you know, how bullish people are feeling overall, how bearish people are overall. It says in your note today that many bulls are not bullish and many bears are not bearish. What are you putting that to? Yeah, like uh, I believe that a lot of bulls out there are reluctant bulls. But when you look around, when I was talking about equity risk premiums earlier, uh, there's not a lot of choice out there in terms of assets. No, if you want to go and get some kind of yield, uh, some kind of return on your investment. Cash is you know, going backwards when you factor out inflation. Uh, you know, obviously, property market, there are risks. But we have a central bank that obviously, you know, or central bank, should I say, that are there with a backstop willing to go and buy. And it's, uh, it makes it a very easy decision, even though you might not believe in the fundamentals of the economy, uh, to go and at least, well, hey, they're more likely to go and rally than other assets. We'll go pile in. Another thing I've also seen as well, and this comes from a thread that I saw on Twitter last weekend. So a lot of bears are not actually bearish. They're just reluctant and regretful that they missed the early parts of the rally. They're sitting there in cash and they're watching everyone else seemingly get rich. That's why they're pessimistic. They just want to go and see a pullback in the market so they can go and buy in. So it's a lot of like no mindset psychology behind it, but that just could be another reason why we're seeing this relentless move higher. And while every single time we see the smallest of dips, it gets bought. Maybe those bears who are not so bearish are finally deciding to defect and, uh, and move across to the bullish camp. Tina is what that is. All right. Um, we had the announcement of the Home Builder Scheme. That's a capital H and a capital B in keeping with the government's marketing plans, I suppose. Uh, we spoke with the Property Council CEO. Again, you can get to that interview via the show notes. Interesting to note that we did see some reaction in the share price of Adelaide Brighton. It was up modestly, but still outperforming the market up by 1.5%. So in um, a break with tradition, instead of picking a stock of the day for uh, our guests on the call to mull over with uh, David Kosh, we picked a sector of the day. And that sector are some of those housing related stocks. Let's take a listen to what Howard Coleman from Team Invest had to say. Well, I think in the end, uh, every company is a good or bad investment because of what the company, uh, how well the company is run, rather than because of any government stimulus. One home builder, and it's a company, Cedarwood Property, CWP. I, in fact, own some of them in my portfolio, and uh, they have consistently passed our filters, high return on equity, not incredibly high, but by home building standards, which is a, a capital intensive industry about 13% ROE, relatively low debt, earnings growing, and they've got a land bank that will probably keep them busy for about 10 years. My instinct was to look at companies like Reese and uh, GWA. Um, ah, right. Um, but um, one quick look already showed me that investors had already anticipated this. And right. The share price in both cases is, is rallying quite hard. Right. Um, I think there's the, there's the difficulty with, with if you want to jump on, on these themes that, I mean, we knew this was coming. Um, but I saw this morning, for example, that uh, Stockland received an upgrade on the basis of, of this program. Oh. And that made me realize that um, companies like Stockland, who are more diversified, but also have a big chunk in residential, 
And previously, the market would be very cautious with those stocks because we didn't know what was coming in residential. Right. At the very least, I think the market is now anticipating that this might, at the very least, improve sentiment. Okay, that was Rudy Filipek van Dijk uh, ending that uh, talk about the home builders and those that are exposed potentially to that home builder scheme. Well, it's a Friday tomorrow, Scotty. We like a Friday around here, don't we? Um, Especially when it's a long weekend. Yeah, that is true. Forgot about that uh, momentarily. We've got the AI Group Services Index. Will we learn anything new from that likely? Uh, we saw the uh, Commonwealth Bank IHS market version come out. Uh, we saw the, the flash index come out, I think it was uh, over a week ago now. So we know it's going to be pretty bad. So realistically, it now turns to what happens in June. It'll provide some insight, but look, it won't be market moving. Okay, uh, and then Friday, of course, we get the non-farm payroll report out in the U.S., so that will generate headlines. Um, it will be pretty dismal reading, but again, uh, you know, it just feels as if the market is immune to all of the millions upon millions upon millions of people out of work in the U.S. It is. The, well, one thing I know about uh, payrolls days, both from my, my banking days and also journalism days, is that payrolls day in general is always pretty quiet in Asia. People are all about positioning and, and changing and tweaking things ahead of that release. Obviously, you know, economic data is probably playing a secondary role at the moment. But with a long weekend coming up in Australia and many parts of Australia, I wonder how quiet it might get and whether we might see some profit taking. We will see. We will. All right. Uh, coming up on Ausbiz tomorrow, we've got Philip Streibel. He's chief market strategist at Blue Line Futures. He kicks that off in the morning. Uh, It'll be an interesting interview with Brendan Cook. He is CEO and MD of Media. So talk about the advertising market. Last time we chatted with him on the channel, he was starting to see signs of life coming back. So an update would be good. Um, Adam Dawes and Junbei Liu from Tribeca are on the call. Looking forward to that one. And uh, we'll round it out to finish the day with a bit of uh, stock analysis from Climb Asset Management. That's it for today. Thanks again to Capstream. You can get more information in your episode notes or you can visit capstream.com. That's it for us, Scuddy. I'll see you Friday morning. We'll catch you all tomorrow.